Hi, this is Michelle Weidenbenner, your Chief Hope Builder. If you are here, it's because you have a loved one with a substance use disorder and you're looking for support. Well, you're in the right place because I help you along your journey um, to, to introduce you to different people, different experts in the field, and to share hope with you because so often we get stuck and don't know how to live our lives without trying to fix our addicted loved ones. So I am the author of Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up, Seven Steps to Self-Recovery. And recently I will be launching Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones, Closing the Gap Between Havoc and Hope. This is a 30-day program that can help you go from havoc to hope and learn how to take charge of your own life. Think of it as a leadership book for moms who are in the same situation that I've been in and out of for so many years. Um, Please find my books at Amazon or anywhere that they are sold. If you would like to join us in a private Facebook group, you can find us at Moms Letting Go in Facebook. And um, if you'd like to join us in the tribe for more sisterhood and support, just go to Teachable. That's momslettinggo.teachable.com and find us there. But regardless, you're in the right place right now and we want to encourage you on your hope journey. We want to be here for you. Um, I have a group of care team members who are all where you have been or are today. So we want the best for you. God bless. Thank you and welcome. This is Michelle, and I am on step four in the book, Mom's Letting Go Without Giving Up, Seven Steps to Self-Recovery. If you want to download this book for free, you can go to momslettinggo.com, and you will be put into um, a sequence of emails that will help you on your journey. You can always unsubscribe, but um, check your spam because the book will be emailed to you. And um, if you want a paperback copy, you can go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any places where they sell books, you can do it online and get the paperback um, and work through these steps. But I'm just going through them here to make it convenient. So if you're driving, if you're working out, you can listen. But step four is all about reaching up for a new leaf on life. It's creating your plan, the plan to help you improve your health when it comes to you know, having an addicted loved one in your life. Flowers do not bloom without a little rain. Everything has its purpose, even pain. Um, yeah, we don't, pain is something nobody wants. But when we realize that going through the pain sometimes Um, helps us grow and helps us learn. It makes it a little more tolerable, I guess. So in this step, we're looking at what we can do to create our plan to improve. Because if we don't plan, if we fail to plan, then plan to fail. And we don't want to fail. We don't want to fail at this. I want you to continue 
on your journey to get well and to understand that there are some things that moms can do that can help. But if we're not well, we won't be able to be in a place that is um, helpful to anybody else. So I am on page 45 in the book. Once a plant begins to grow, the stem reaches up and follows the sunlight. Parenchyma cells are the most common plant cells found in the stem, the leaf, and the pulp of the fruit. Parenchyma cells are responsible for metabolic functions such as photosynthesis, and they help repair and heal wounds. As your hope for your own health grows stronger, so will your hope for your addicted loved one. Your new mindset will grow cells like the parenchyma. They will help you begin to heal and understand your addicted loved one with deeper clarity. There's a greater chance that your flower will bloom, that you will achieve more joy in your life, because now you're taller and better anchored in the ground. You're surrounding yourself in a nurturing environment. You've taken control of your thoughts. So like the stem of this plant, your confidence will rise too. You'll continue to reach up and search God's purpose for you. I hope that you are beginning to see that you have a, quote, new leaf on life. Unless commitment is made, quote, there are only promises and hopes, but no plans. Peter F. Drucker said that. If we could wave a magic wand that would give you a new life, what would that life look like? How would your life change? If you're like more moms of, an, of addicted loved ones, you would want a sober son or daughter, one who was employed, independent, and secure in his or her life with a strong faith in God. Can you see this or dream it? In this exercise, be honest about your hopes and dreams. Write what your life would look like if you got your wish, if your son or daughter was healthy. What are your five most important core values? So I have a list here in this book. There's no right or wrong answers. And you might say, well, Michelle, I value all of these things. But some of these values might be um, kind of locked to the other or blended with another. And it's just really good to look at these and know where your values are because when we're setting boundaries, we might realize, oh, that's why I feel so, so strongly about this because this is where my value is. You know, I value um, loyalty more than anything. And I think that's why um, I'm, I'm struggling so much because I feel like my son or daughter aren't being loyal to who we are. And it's not that it's going to make it right or wrong for our loved one, but we're going to be able to see why their behavior is just so difficult for us. And the other thing is like my husband and I have different value systems. They're similar, but they're not exact. And so I might value something more strongly like I might value my relationship with my children more than I value whether I'm right or wrong. So when we look at our spouses 
and we think, well, why are their values so different than mine? It helps to know. It helps to know why. It could be that they just have stronger values in one area than we do. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just different. So in this, um, I'm going to list a bunch of values, and I want you to think about them and journal them if you can. Write down, make a list of those that are most important to you. (coughs) So examples include the following, but they're not limited to this either. Appearance, appreciation, assertiveness, cleanliness, commitment, communication, compassion, competence, consistency, courage, creativity, curiosity, dependability, education, efficiency, environmentalism, faith, fitness, flexibility, focus, good humor, gratitude, growth, honesty, innovation, integrity, loyalty, motivation, open-mindedness, optimism, passion, patriotism, perseverance, positivity, reliability, respect, sacrifice, service to others, spirituality, tithing. List your core values. And then are your core values in line with what you're living with today? Ooh, if not, look to God for answers. Okay, so... um, You know, let's say, let me give you an example. I can be a really optimistic person, right? Um, But if I'm looking to the future and I'm not feeling very optimistic, then my values are off. And I have to really search within myself and say, wait a minute, why? You know, what's off kilter here? What's causing this and how can I tweak it? How can I adjust this Um, or respect? You know, um, we want to be respected, but do we respect ourselves? And are we respecting our loved ones? One of the things that I impress upon families is before we offer suggestions to our loved ones, our addicted loved ones, before we share a thought, or interject our opinions, or push our values on them. We we show respect, and the greatest way we can do that is ask permission to give a suggestion, to give a thought, to share a thought. Ask permission, hey, can I pray with you right now? But ask permission, because when we ask permission, it shows respect, and it gives them a chance to say no. They might not be ready for our um, interjections on their lives and what's going on with them. They might already know or think they know what we think. And so when we ask permission or consent, it shows respect and it allows them the opportunity to say no. And when we back off, they notice that and they feel respected. So anyway, just a side note there. But So in this chapter, we're talking about the plan. First, you had to become aware of the need for change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And you realize that you're the only person you can change. Then you found ways to surround yourself with support. And then you identified ways to improve your inner dialogue. 
Now it's time to discover exactly what you want. The exercises um, that I've included in the book have helped you define what you want and how you want your life to look. Now it's time to create your plan. So in this day, there's a worksheet that you can complete. And I'll share it here. I'll share some of these questions. But really think about sitting down in the next couple days and creating your plan, coming up with a structure. And this plan is just to help you to become a more joy-filled mom. What do you want? And then list everything that comes to mind. Don't censor anything. What are you not doing that you wish you had more time to do? What social events would you add to your life? What spiritual actions will you add? What volunteer or vocational actions would you like to add to your life? What physical actions will you take? What are the consequences if you don't follow through with your action plan? How will you track your progress? Which habits do you want to replace? List them. When will you start? How often will you review your progress? What rewards will you add to applaud your efforts? Who will, you hold, who will hold you accountable? And then date and sign it and ask a friend or accountability to sign it. You know, what does your plan look like? <clears throat> and when we ask a friend to be our accountability partner, then we are um, saying, I am serious about this, right? I am serious about wanting to do this. And um, your friend is not there to say, hey, you didn't do this. But your friend is just there to encourage you. What did you find success with today? And what fell through the cracks and why? Um, And you can start this plan anytime. Even if you, you have good intentions and you start today and a month from now, you realize, wow, am I off the track? You can go back. It's never too late. So, and if you want, share your plan in our Facebook group, Moms Letting Go. I would love to see your plan because when we plan and share it, it encourages others to do um, the same and it inspires them with your progress. So um, these are just some examples. So what do you want? Um, And I filled in these um, just the way that I was thinking um, in my journey, on my journey. So I want to replace worry with joy. Worry and fear have caused me to neglect my self-care, so I will make time for my own health. Worrying has caused me to overeat, lose sleep, gain weight, neglect my family and friends. Even when I feel like it's wrong, I'll go through the motions of doing what pleases me instead of taking care of my addicted loved one. Hopefully in time, I'll automatically choose me. What are you not doing that you wish you had more time for? Well, I'll answer right in this moment. I was lifting weights three to four times a week before COVID, and I have not been able to get into it. This is something I really want to intentionally make more time for. But um, I, I also want to have like a Friday night golf date night. We did it through the summer, and I'd love to do this through the winter now that I'm in Florida. 
because I saw the benefits of looking forward to something and spending time with my husband. What social events would you add to your life? Maybe you join a book group, go out with girlfriends once a month, um, maybe plan a, a weekend excursion, little mini vacation. Just It doesn't even have to be expensive. Just once a month, marking off a few days that you want to go tour different touring sites in your area. What spiritual actions will you add to your life? You know, will you, um, would you like to join a Bible study? Um, would you like to implement um, a Bible study session for yourself in your devotional quiet time? What would that be? 10, 15 minutes? Would it be more? Um, what volunteer vocational actions will you add? Maybe volunteering in some place that will bring you just a huge smile if you like working with children or at your church on some committee. Where are your gifts? What physical actions will you take? And how will you track your progress? You can use Google Forms. You can use um, spreadsheets. Or you can just use a little um, note paper and pen and do it the long way so that you can reflect back on your progress. Which habits do you want to replace? What are you going to replace them with? So maybe instead of watching two hours of TV at night, you'll read for an hour, then walk. Um, instead of complaining, when you feel like you just want to complain, Sit down and write positive affirmations to yourself in your journal or add to your gratitude list. What, what five things are you grateful for, to, for today? Because I am such a huge um, believer that if we look at the positive, we will see what we're looking for. And so we're going to start noticing those positives. If it's not in our addicted loved one's life, in our life, in those people around us, if you're raising grandchildren in their lives and your spouse in his or her life. And when are you going to start? Tomorrow or today. When are you going to start? How often will you review your progress? Maybe you say the first Tuesday of each month, I will assess my progress and make adjustments. I'll celebrate my wins and see where I'm falling short and adjust. I'll give myself grace if I don't follow through with my plan, but if I see a pattern where I'm weak, I'll bring it up in a support group or with my counselor to work through. What are the consequences if you don't follow through with your action plan? Well, you might never find joy, right? You'll fall back into the unhealthy habits and put everyone else before you. Your blood pressure could accelerate. Um, your health will deteriorate. What rewards will you add to applaud your efforts? Yes! You know, if you lose five pounds, maybe you'll buy a smaller outfit. When my blood pressure is down for a week, I'll treat myself to a manicure. Like what, how will you reward yourself? Because it's so important. When I don't take responsibility for my addicted loved one's choices by empowering him to manage them himself, I'll treat myself to a healthy snack or a skinny latte at Starbucks. Woohoo! And who will hold you accountable? 
So find that person. Um, reach out to a mom in the Moms Letting Go page or join the tribe and find an accountability partner there who can help hold you accountable and talk, you know, spend time talking to you about what's getting in the way of your progress. Other parts of your plan might include paying attention to your inner dialogue, only speaking nice thoughts to yourself, not taking responsibility for anyone but yourself. Take charge of your life. Decide who and what will you allow into your life. And what's something that you've always wanted to do, but fear and, you know, always had these excuses. Well, it's not the right time. It's not the right place. What tiny step can you take toward that? And as you're writing your plan, ask yourself, does this support the life I'm working to create for myself? Does this support my values that I listed below, above? So, and you can write this in your journal, and I'll end with this. I choose to separate my life from my addicted loved ones. I'm not giving up. I'm surrendering my life to God and know that I can't control anyone but myself. I'm not responsible for his or her happiness or his problems. He owns his own life and who I am and who am I to get in the way of my son or daughter's journey. Now keep in mind, there are things we can do to encourage and empower our loved ones on their journey. But first, we have to be well enough to see the difference between helping them and getting in the way of their journey. And our greatest goal is to keep them alive, but we can't keep them alive uh, if we don't take care of ourselves first. So I am um, going to empower you to really work on your plan and creating your plan and sharing it. Find somebody to share it with. And I will be um, in the next podcast with step five, strengthening, implementing the plan. So don't feel like this day you have to implement the plan and, I mean, create it and implement it. These are baby steps, okay? So just create a plan right now. And then next week I will be talking to you about implementing that plan, okay? God bless and um, look for more tips and encouragement right here or in our group, Mom Setting Go. Or join our support group, 30 Days Free, and get connected. Stay supported. God bless.